New developments in the impeachment trial of suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton, with lawyers on both sides trying to gain an advantage. We're dealing with lawyers here and you can't stop them from doing what they want to do. How a series of motions filed before a key deadline could shape the course of this high-profile case. The truth is, we don't have to be embarrassed by our senator. We can get a new one. Texas Democrat Colin Allred wants to challenge Ted Cruz. We go one-on-one -on -one with the congressman, his message to voters as he starts a statewide campaign tour. A conservative Texan joins forces with a high-profile progressive congresswoman. How a push to research psychedelic drugs is creating an unlikely alliance on Capitol Hill. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, this is the award-winning State of Texas. Hello and thank you for joining us. I'm Josh Hinkle. We're just weeks away from the Texas Senate impeachment trial of suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton. Both sides have concerns. Paxton's team filed multiple motions asking to dismiss all 20 articles of impeachment. And there are still questions about the rules for the trial. Capitol correspondent Monica Madden looks at how the motions could affect the course of the case. Lawyers defending Ken Paxton fight to stop the impeachment trial from ever starting. In one of their 13 motions, Team Paxton accuses the House of trying to overturn the will of millions of Texas voters in an anti-democratic attempt to defeat Ken Paxton through impeachment. Meanwhile, attorneys prosecuting the case look for clarification on the rules of the unprecedented trial, questioning details like time limitations and usage of cell phones on the floor. The pre-trial jousting marks a dramatic start to the impeachment trial, and with all of the attorneys under a gag order, they're airing out their grievances with the process in hundreds of pages of documents. We're dealing with lawyers here and you can't stop them from doing what they want to do. And then those pre-trial motions are part of the public record, and you can read from part of the public record. So they read the nasty things they say about the charges against Ken Paxton from that record. According to the rules, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who will preside over the trial, could rule on any of these motions on the day the trial begins. I think the, the beginning of the trial will be uh, a flurry of announcements and votes, and then we'll get down to opening statements. So far, Patrick has not commented on the motions to dismiss or potential violations of the gag order. Monica Madden, State of Texas. It would require a majority vote in the Senate to approve the dismissal of any of the articles of impeachment. Attorneys on both sides have until August 15th to file a response to any of their opponents' pretrial motions. A Texas judge will soon decide whether to throw out election results in Harris County. About 20 candidates are suing to do their elections over again, claiming errors led to their losses in November. Ryan Chandler looks at the trial's implications for our state's largest county, which accounts for about one in six registered voters statewide. Republicans in Harris County relitigating razor-thin results. On November 8th, GOP candidate for district judge Aaron Lunsford lost by about 2,700 votes to incumbent Tamika Kraft. Her party is now calling into question the county's election administration. It's constant problems. So this isn't just a one-time, oops, we made a mistake. This has been a year or more of just really running the elections poorly. About 20 of the county's 782 polling locations ran out of ballot paper, causing confusion at some locations and an order to keep the polls open an extra hour. It's not a case of sore loser. It's just, you know, will someone please answer the question why 
and what's going to be done to fix it. Harris County acknowledges some errors are likely in the state's largest election operation, but they say there's no evidence any errors impacted any results. When you put the microscope uh, and the scrutiny of the rules of evidence, onto these people's stories, it, it just really doesn't check out. Assistant County Attorney Fombin worries this challenge is a symptom of the skepticism facing elections nationwide. The general narrative that's been pushed by a certain number of people about how we should not trust our elections officials, that the elections are rigged or whatever it is, I have a deep concern about that. I think that what we saw with these election contests is certainly tied to that. The judge is David Peoples, visiting from Bear County to to avoid internal influence, and his decision could take weeks. Ryan Chandler, State of Texas. The judge could allow the election results to stand, or he could order a new election. The side that loses the case is likely to appeal. A growing push on Capitol Hill to use psychedelic drugs to help veterans. It's like putting a fresh blanket of snow on, on all your neural connections is, is another way I've heard it explained. How a conservative Texan is joining one of the most liberal members of Congress to get funding for research. A Texas Democrat gears up to challenge Republican Senator Ted Cruz. I know how to, what it takes to win in tough races, and I know what it takes to get folks who maybe usually don't vote to turn out. Why he says he can break a decades-long losing streak for Texas Democrats. Psychedelic drugs like psilocybin are illegal at the federal level, but there's been a growing push to legalize medical research into the drugs, often in the name of helping veterans. And it's leading to an unlikely alliance on Capitol Hill. Progressive Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and conservative Texas Republican Dan Crenshaw are pushing to expand research into psychedelics. Congressman Crenshaw spoke with News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas about the bipartisan effort. You have teamed up with uh, AOC on legislation that would allow veterans to take part in clinical trials of psychedelics to treat PTSD, traumatic brain injuries. We have 17 vets who commit suicide every day in this country. Do you think these psychedelics could save lives? Oh, they absolutely would. Um, you know, it's frustrating it's taken this long to, to get this legislation at least uh, serious, being taken seriously. You know, we're not over the finish line yet, to be clear. Um, but yes, it absolutely would. Uh, it's a longer conversation, but we could go over testimony after testimony after testimony of, of veterans that have that have that have gone through um, these therapies, whether it's using MDMA or another one called Ibogaine, um, psilocybin. There, there are really dramatic effects. Yeah, you told um, a story to The Washington Post about how twice in one night two different vets talked to you about this. One over dinner and another bumped into you, I think you said, in the elevator. What did yeah. they say to you that convinced you this, this is, we got to look into this? Yeah, I mean, that was a big turning point for me. Because mm. I'm like, how, how is this happening twice in one night, right? Yeah. I've never even heard about this before. This was a few years ago. Yeah. And I mean, well, the short answer is it saved their lives, right? That that's that's how they explain it to me. Um, you know, especially especially the, in in one case, said he tried to kill himself five times, and this one day of treatment, one day of treatment, just resets him, like it resets him. And that's what you hear from them in these testimonies over and over again, because they're trying to explain what happened, and they don't. It's hard for them to explain what happened, but the best way to explain it is it's like a reset. Yeah, you, like, you've called it chemo for the brain for your demons. 
Yeah, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've called it that, but somebody probably has, and, and that's maybe a good way of putting it, right? It's, it's like, it's, it, it's, you know, you're, you're it's like putting a fresh blanket of snow on, on all your neural connections is, is another way I've heard it explained. I mean, I've never done it, so I don't I don't exactly know. I just know what these testimonies are. And a lot of them are from good friends of mine that I really trust. You know, these are these are people who are really having a hard time and almost immediately change. And that's not just their testimonies. It's their spouses as well. Uh, there's a lot of these uh, couples who will say this saved our marriage. Uh, like hands down, saved our marriage. We, 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 we have to get this into the hands of more people who need help. Congressman Crenshaw pushed to add funding for research to the National Defense Authorization Act. House and Senate lawmakers are still negotiating over that military funding legislation. Texas lawmakers approved legislation in 2021 to allow studies of psychedelic drug treatments for veterans. Later that year, researchers at the University of Texas at Austin launched the Center for Psychedelic Research and Therapy. The center is looking into whether low doses of psychedelics combined with therapy can treat severe PTSD and depression. TxDOT is supposed to submit performance reports for companies doing critical work on its toll road system. But our investigation found they're not always following the rules. First, a Texas Democrat gears up to challenge Ted Cruz. Truth is, we don't have to be embarrassed by our senator. We can get a new one. We go one-on-one -on -one with Congressman Colin Allred. He's vowing to bring Texans together. But where does he stand on key issues dividing voters? Congress is on summer break, and that's giving one representative an opportunity to ramp up his campaign for higher office. Dallas area Congressman Colin Allred hopes to challenge Ted Cruz in next year's race for U.S. Senate. Allred just started a statewide campaign tour, and he spoke with Capitol correspondent Ryan Chandler about his message to voters. Congressman Allred, thank you so much for joining us. You are running to unseat Ted Cruz in the 2024 election. Congressman, it has been decades since a Democrat won statewide in Texas. Why do you believe your campaign is the one to end that streak? Well, I think we know as Texans that we can't afford six more years of Ted Cruz. We know who Ted Cruz is. He's somebody who is always looking out for himself. He's somebody who we can't count on in a crisis. What I think this election is going to be about is who are we as Texans? Because the truth is we don't have to be embarrassed by our senator. We can get a new one. And I have a record of running in tough races uh, and telling what I think is a unique story uh, about, you know, growing up in this state, understanding who we are, being raised by a single mother, going to public school, making it to Baylor, making it to the NFL, becoming a civil rights lawyer, and ultimately being in Congress. And I believe that in this election, we're going to reject the divisiveness of Ted Cruz. We know the eyes of the nation are on Texas right now, specifically on the Rio Grande on our southern border. Uh, you tweeted uh, just a couple days ago that uh, we need to avoid the rhetoric that Ted Cruz is using when describing the border and use, quote, common sense solutions uh, to, to find uh, common ground uh, in, a, in an immigration policy. What does common sense border policy look like to you? What does that mean? Well, I just was in El Paso visiting uh, with our Border Patrol and going to the border and hearing about some of the issues that are going on there. And listen, I just reject this idea uh, that we either have to act in an inhumane way or uh, go against our values uh, in a way that I think is inconsistent with who we are as Texans and Americans. Uh, that the idea that that's the only way for us to have border security, that's just not true. 
Uh, border security is made up of many different things, uh, and we do need more personnel at the border, but we also need to allow those personnel to do their job and not be spending all their time you know, processing claims. And so we have to have a comprehensive reform that addresses all of the needs of our economy through our immigration system that also secures our border. We actually know that we, we have a framework that we know will work uh, that's been We've seen that in the Obama administration and the Bush administration frameworks around comprehensive reforms that have passed. Veronica Escobar has put forward a bill that I am a co-sponsor of that I think is also a very good bipartisan framework to try and get something done. Both sides will have to give uh, a little bit in terms of getting this done, but I think Texans and our economy demand that we get it done. Uh, firearms, Congressman, are also bound to be a, a huge issue in this race, not just from Ted Cruz, but of course your primary opponent has made that a sticking point of his uh, political career, especially after uh, the tragedies that we've seen in Texas recently. If you are a United States Senator, what kind of, of firearm regulations or policy will you advocate for in the Senate? Well, I have a record already in, in the United States Congress of advocating for what I think are common sense measures to try and reduce gun violence consistent with protecting the Second Amendment. We, I think, as Texans, have a long tradition of responsible gun ownership. I grew up you know, driving down to Brownsville, where my grandmother lived, seeing folks with you know, shotguns in the back of their truck. We understand how to be responsible around firearms, but that also means that there have to be some limitations in terms of how do we keep it out of the hands of folks who shouldn't have it. The universal background checks is something that we have to get done. Uh, we've made some step forward in terms of uh, in the last Congress with the Safer Communities Act that Senator Cornyn helped push in the Senate and that I helped push in the House. We did for the first time in 30 years have some legislation to reduce gun violence. But this is another case where it's just not true, this kind of political narrative that we either can have nothing in place at all to do anything about uh, our all of our you know, hallmarks of our communities potentially becoming the site of the next mass shooting or that we are going to do something that's inconsistent with the Second Amendment. There is another way, and, and we know what it is, and most Texans and most Americans support it. All right, Congressman Allred, we really appreciate your time. We'll see you out there on the campaign trail. Okay, thanks so much. Senator Ted Cruz says he has been working towards solutions on gun violence. Cruz told Dallas politics reporter Phil Prazen that he's sponsored bills to increase funding for mental health programs. Every parent is worried about this, and, and, and I gotta say, the, the school shootings we've seen they're unbelievably horrific. I, I have been to do too damn many of these. So many of these school shootings are, are, are a deranged, typically young man, teenage boy who's alienated, who, who, who has real mental illness. And if we could intervene early with, with, with mental health treatment, maybe we could, could stop someone before they commit some unspeakable crime. Senator Cruz said he's also sponsored legislation to add more police officers in school. Allred has emphasized his campaign against Ted Cruz, but first he has to win the Democratic nomination in the March primary. State Senator Roland Gutierrez is also on the ballot. After Gutierrez announced his campaign, our Monica Madden asked him about running against Allred. Yeah, listen, I, I'm sure he's a very nice person, but he's no disrespect to him, but he's not my opponent. My opponent is Ted Cruz. We're going to win the primary and we're going to win the general. We're going to win it because people are going to understand how hard we've worked how hard I'm willing to work, and my whole life is based on that value. I'll outwork Colin Allred and I'll outwork Ted Cruz, and we'll have a discussion on what is really matter, matters to people. And it's those kitchen table politics. It's how much money you can save if you had a real Medicaid expansion proposition, if you had universal health care even. 
Those are proposals that we need to be talking about and ensuring for Americans. Senator Cruz's campaign issued a response after Gutierrez joined the race, criticizing both Democrats in the primary. A spokesman said Texans will now get to watch Colin Allred and Roland Gutierrez slug it out for who can be the most radical leftist in the state. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. This is Texans' money that we're talking about. New developments from our investigation into Tex-Tag troubles. Our team uncovers missing reports on companies operating the toll system, getting paid by Texas taxpayers. We're talking about 140-something million dollars. For these reports to be missing, uh, I mean, it, it feels like it goes beyond negligence or just forgetfulness. Our investigation uncovers missing performance reports for companies operating under the toll tag system. The Texas Department of Transportation is required to submit reports every year, grading certain companies it hires. The rule became law after lawmakers became concerned with how state dollars are spent. Our investigators found records showing TxDOT failed to submit reports on a company receiving millions. And Kelly Wiley explains there could be many other performance reports the agency failed to submit. For five years, the Texas Department of Transportation has paid a contractor over $145 million to handle customer service and mail bills for its Textag and Tollway customers. The contract with T-Tech impacts millions of Texans each year. Records show since the start of the contract in 2019, TxDOT has fined the company more than $3.3 million for failing to meet contractual obligations. People have a right to know how we're spending the money and exactly are we getting what we're paying for. Despite documented issues, KXAN investigators found TxDOT failed to submit required annual evaluations of the company to the state comptroller's office for at least three years. This particular state Senator Royce West was on the Finance Committee in 2015 and 2019 when legislation creating vendor performance reporting was signed into law. The reality is, is if you have a $145 million contract and you don't have transparency that we we as a legislature required back in 2015, then there's a real problem. For most contracts valued over $25,000, state agencies are required to grade the company's performance once the work or contract is complete. But for companies with contracts valued over $5 million, state agencies are required to grade them annually. Companies with multiple substandard grades could be banned from doing business with the state. Separate from our findings on T-Tech, an audit by the Texas Comptroller's Office last year investigated 60 TxDOT purchases and contracts from 2018 and 2019, valued at more than $25,000. The investigators found 11 times TxDOT failed to submit vendor performance reports. In a statement to KXAN, the agency said it was an administrative oversight. But TxDOT also acknowledged it has not conducted further investigation into what the audit revealed. Anytime, first of all, you got to go, go back and think about what, what is the reason for the law, transparency and accountability. That we, we, we citizens, citizen taxpayers have a right to know how their money is being spent. When you have an agency that's supposed to have processes in place that's not following, it's very concerning. According to TxDOT in the Comptroller's office, TxDOT was not penalized because there's no penalty for failing to follow the rules. 
A gap in accountability, according to government watchdog Anthony Gutierrez. Uh, it really puts into the spotlight the fact that this law doesn't have any teeth. I mean, there needs to be an enforcement mechanism to make sure these reports are filed and there has to be a consequence if they're not. TxDOT would not agree to an interview with us, but in a statement, the agency said, we agree the report should have been submitted on schedule. We acknowledge that, and as we noted, we're taking measures to ensure submissions are on schedule going forward. After our investigators reached out, TxDOT submitted the report for its customer service vendor, T-Tech. The agency rated the company's performance with a C. We also heard from T-Tech in a statement the company said, despite the complex nature of our work together, outcomes continue to improve thanks to our strong working relationship. And we appreciate the transparency TxDOT provides. Josh, back to you. Thanks, Kelly. You can see more of our ongoing TxTag coverage online now. Just scan the QR code on your screen. It will take you to our special TxTag Troubles webpage. There you'll find all of our viewer-driven investigative stories, we also have links to our coverage in this week's State of Texas story. That's in the Texas politics section of our website. Thank you again for joining us for State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. We'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.